So, does the thoughts of cantering across an open field thrill you or fill you with terror? Now, I find for a lot of riders, it is unfortunately the latter. However, there are a couple of simple steps that you can start doing today to help change that and actually allow you to experience it. Hi there, my name is Lorna Leeson and this is the Daily Strides Podcast, the podcast for equestrians all over the world, helping you create a plan for each ride so as you're not just going into that arena and performing the endless circle. I see riders do it day in and day out. They get in and they just keep hammering on the same thing. They have absolutely no intention, no goal set, and they don't really know why they're doing it other than the fact that they have to ride and they have to do something. And so the L20 meter circle gets really and truly a workout, doesn't it? Well, this podcast is going to help inspire you to start thinking a little bit differently about each ride, start thinking about setting an intention for each ride and actually thinking about improving the whole overall conversation you're having with your horse on a daily basis so as the two of you are moving forward making progress and more importantly enjoying your time together each and every ride now next monday the 21st of january 2019 we are kicking off the new round of the rider fitness challenge I would love for you to join us. You can do so. It's absolutely free by popping over to equestrianfitnesschallenge.com. And did you know if you're listening to this on a phone, which I'm going to assume you are, okay, on a podcast app, you can just leave this playing in the background and you can just open a tab there and you can look for Equestrian Fitness Challenge and you can sign up right there and now. And I will send you all the details. And as I said, we're kicking off next Monday, the 21st of January, 2019. If you are listening to this afterwards, don't worry. You can still pop on over, sign up, and it will be delivered to your inbox as well. But um, there's always kind of this excitement about doing it live when we're all doing it together. So I would advise you, if you do listen to this on time, to join us with that. Okay, back to today. And today I want to chat about feeling more secure cantering in open spaces. So as I said, it has all the potential to be a thrilling ride or to be absolutely terrifying. Now, I want to change it for you if you're feeling a little bit more on the terrified side of life about cantering in open spaces so as you can actually start working towards it and begin looking forward to the day where you can actually do this with your horse. And the first thing I'm going to suggest doing is practice remaining balanced on the transition into the actual canter itself. So, so many riders I see, they, they seem to have this thing in their head where um, they ask for canter and for some reason, they seem to think that they have to canter as well. You don't, you're overcomplicating this, okay? Your job is to ask and then to get out of the way and allow your horse to canter, okay? Very, very basic, very simple, very important. What happens is when you are trying to canter for your horse, okay, and some people don't even realize they're doing this, you're probably thinking, Lorna, I don't do that. And then you'll see a video of yourself or perhaps a photograph and you have that initial, that that first split second, that stride that the horse takes into the canter and there you are, lo and behold, pitched and perched up there on your horse's withers, okay? That's what happens. Riders tend to throw themselves forward and it kind of has a knock-on effect, a not a very good knock-on effect in two kind of different 
elements or two aspects to do with the cantering. First of all, you're actually shutting down the horse using its shoulders correctly. And if you think about canter, there's this lovely kind of a, a usage of the shoulders, okay? The shoulders have to reach out and to almost reach for the stride, okay? So that's important. And when we're perched on the withers or when we're leaning forward onto the withers or onto the shoulders themselves, um, we make this very difficult for the horse, which tends to throw off the balance of the situation. Now, the second reason this is not such a good idea, okay, for you is that it tends to put you out of balance. And what you actually find is there's kind of this knock-on effect, literally, from your bum and the saddle and it pushes you forward and every stride after that you're feeling a little bit more unbalanced because you don't actually have any balance yourself to begin with okay so what I'm going to suggest is that the next time you're asking for the canter and practicing this in an area where you feel comfortable okay I know we want to get to cantering in open spaces but let's just take it back a notch or two okay so you're going to practice this inside an arena inside an enclosed paddock or a field wherever you're feeling comfortable and focusing on actually asking for the canter and then getting out of the way and allowing the horse to canter and trust me you are going to position yourself in a much better place in order for that to happen and it makes it a much smoother transition then for both yourself and the horse. Now the second thing I want to chat about today is developing strength in the lower legs. So a lot of riders tend to think of canter as being the horse doing an awful lot and they're just sitting there and it's not. <laughs> have you ever cantered a 20 meter circle well a couple of 20 meter circles it's tough going eh? it's, it's fairly physical you can feel it and the reason is because you actually need to activate your core first and foremost but you also need to develop a strong lower leg in order to remain balanced now why do i say this well I want you to think about the whole click your fingers kind of a rule that I think all riders should apply to the riding. And that is that if I was in the arena with you or anybody else and we were magic and we were able to go bump and make your horse vanish, you would land on your feet. Now, when your lower leg is not strong, okay, so when your lower leg is lacking, when it's wanting, okay, what's going to happen is your lower leg is either going to go too far back or too far forward. And very often this is coupled with a little bit of anxiety because riders tend to grip through their knees when they're feeling anxious, okay? Not a good recipe for success. So I want you to think about developing the lower leg, but also developing your core, okay? So your core is really important. And the reason you want to do that is because if you are cantering in open spaces, the best position to assume is the light seat or the two-point seat. So you want you want daylight between your bum and that saddle, okay? That's what we want. And if your lower leg is not strong enough to carry you and support you, and if your core is not strong enough to balance you, well, you're going to have issues with doing that. So again, I'm going to suggest getting into the arena, getting into the enclosed paddock, the enclosed field, and practicing cantering in the two-point seat, okay? Practice developing your leg. Now, of course, if you're into really and truly wanting to show up as the best version of yourself, I'm also going to suggest popping over to equestrianfitnesschallenge.com and signing up for the free challenge that we have kicking off, okay? So that will help as well, definitely, um, to, to, to make you more secure in the saddle because you are in charge of you. That's really important to remember, okay? So once you've got this sorted out, you also need to look at 
the stirrups themselves. Now, very often riders are riding with their stirrups a little bit too long. And it's not that they're too long all the time. They're not. I'm sure they're perfect for whatever you're doing on a day-to-day basis. But we're going to assume you're not cantering across open spaces on a day-to-day basis. And in order to effectively put that daylight between your bum and that saddle, you might have to shorten your stirrups a hole or two. I'm going to suggest two holes, um, just so as you can get a little bit more lift when it comes to actually putting the daylight, the thin air between the two, okay? Um, But also it will help you to balance a little bit better. Now, what's also important to remember about the stirrup is the actual position of your foot in the stirrup. First of all, make sure the stirrup is correct. So what you want is, if you can imagine, the stirrup is lying down against the side of the horse. So you're, you're, you can be on the horse or you can be off the horse. I don't really care. But you're not influencing how that stirrup is in any shape or form. It is just lying flat to the horse's side. It is really important that the front of the stirrup, so the side of the stirrup that's closest to your horse's nose, okay, must be turned out and that is going to be closest to your little toe, okay? So that being said, obviously then the side of the stirrup that's closest to your horse's flank or to your horse's hindquarters is going to be closest to your big toe. Does that make sense? Okay, so the stirrup is turned out. Very important. If you put your foot in the other way, first of all, the angle of the stirrup is actually impossible to get correct. And secondly, it's really dangerous and your foot can actually become caught in the stirrup and it can lead to a bad accident. Okay. So you want to make sure the stirrup's right. But the second thing is the placement of the foot. So many riders, they have their foot too deep into the stirrup. So they have their foot almost on the arch of their foot is where they're riding. I want you to slip your foot out a little bit and I want to remember I said the outside of the stirrup should be by your little toe. I want it to be specifically very close to the toenail of your little toe, okay? And then the inside the stirrup, I want you to put close to the ball of your big foot. Now, it depends on where your big foot, your big toe (laughs) no you don't have big feet I'm sure they're lovely and petite okay so but what I do want is that um the ball the ball of your foot is there by the inside of the stirrup okay as it's there and then the you'll notice that the stirrup is a diagonal angle across your foot it's not actually straight across your foot anymore so it's not the stirrup is not at a 90 degree angle or a right angle to your foot it is now diagonally across your foot and that's what you're looking for what this does basically the long the short of it is it allows your ankle joint to move and of course your ankle joint is part of your whole shock absorber system that you've got going okay really important when cantering really important can't stress the importance of it enough okay so if you can get that right that is going to go a long way to helping you remain balanced in the saddle the final thing I want to say today is that you can start working right now today on all three of the above if you put all those together inside of an enclosed space and I'm going to suggest working in the enclosed space working on your half halt kind of understanding how you can move up and down through the gears without becoming nervous and also working on what you're telling yourself so very often it's a mindset thing we're telling ourselves all sorts of nonsense and we're allowing basically our thoughts to run away with us which of course is impacting our emotions which is impacting what we're physically doing on the horse okay so I want you to start thinking about this and perform canter some nice big laps of your enclosed space whether that be your arena or a paddock or a field whatever the case is 
but start to counter those nice big sweeping loops of those and then play around with the gears okay play around with going up with coming back play around with your position play around with being balanced make sure that you're not leaning on your hands you're not holding onto the horses neck or you're not holding onto the saddle or neck strap for balance you should be lovely and balanced poised just there over the saddle and just allowing the horse to move and allowing the movement to happen underneath you and that is how it's going to be enjoyable for both of you now i could have started all this off by saying get a stronger bit or you know some of those wild fancy ideas out there i really think cantering in open spaces is so lovely it is like it is just one of the best things to do on a horse but it has to be enjoyable for the horse as well and that's why i think a little bit more work on your part can actually make that happen for both of you okay i'm going to leave it at that one final little nudge just in case you need it go over to equestrianfitnesschallenge.com and sign up and join us there and again regardless of when you're listening to this it does not have to be in january it can be any time you can join up there and just see how by just really focusing on taking control over what you actually can control, which is yourself, um, it can make such a difference to the whole conversation that you have on a daily basis with your horse. Have a great one. Keep well. And I'll chat to you soon. Be good. Bye. Bye.